Hello and welcome to a fun and flirty episode of Big Lash Energy. I'm your host, Jaina Marie. If you're a first-time listener, hey new friend, I'd like to invite you to start with episode one. Lots of the feedback that we've received has been that it's best if you listen in chronological order, but no matter how you listen, I'm just happy you pressed play. Okay, so I'm going to be fully transparent with you. (laughs) I have a story up my sleeve that I cannot wait to share with you. It's going to be an epic three-part saga about what happened to one of my past brides. It's one of the wildest, most unbelievably scandalous heartbreak stories I've ever heard. And considering everything I've been through, that says a lot. So just imagine my Fifty Shades of Red trilogy on steroids. One of my past brides, who's since become a dear friend, gave me permission to share her story with you. And I know you're going to be shaking your head and holding your breath till the next episode. But because we just did two weeks in a row about cheating, I just kind of figured that that would be too much relationship doom and gloom all at once. Gotta switch it up, you know? I feel like some of our listeners are still recovering from the trauma of the past two episodes. Actually, (laughs) one BLE bestie reached out to let me know that as soon as she heard the seven warning signs that your man might be a cheater, uh, she called her boyfriend who was traveling in Australia. She FaceTimed him immediately. And as soon as he came on camera, she said, show me your balls. He said, huh? Right now. Do it. Show me your balls. He was so confused, but he did it. And she was repulsed. She was like, oh, that's way too much bush. Okay, you're fine. But you probably should trim that. The swimming trunks in Australia are way too tight for you to be walking around like that. (laughs) Sorry, bud. That was probably my fault. So I thought I'd break it all up with something a little more fun and lighthearted. Today, I'm going to be sharing a funny story about the time I was convinced that I was going to end up marrying my childhood celebrity crush as an adult. Yeah. (laughs) So bust out your Teen Beat magazine, smelly markers, and scotch tape. Because today, we're covering our bedroom walls with the faces of heartthrobs of decades gone by and loving every minute of it. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses, and laughing at ourselves along the way. Now, here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. Who gave you heart eyes when you were younger? I asked my younger sister, and she said, Michelangelo. Do you know who that was? One of the Ninja Turtles. Hey, no judgments, but that was not exactly what I had in mind. (laughs) Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Harlan Brando, Heath Ledger, Johnny Depp, Kurt Cobain, Ryan Felipe, Tom Cruise, Tyson Beckham, Justin Timberlake, Hugh Grant, David Beckham, Patrick Swayze, Elvis Presley, Channing Tatum, Zac Efron, all made it onto Vogue magazine's list of ultimate heartthrobs of all time. Was yours on the list? None of mine made the list. Maybe my tastes weren't quite civilized enough when I was younger. Okay, so who was I into? There was Jordan from New Kids on the Block. You remember him? Step by step. Ooh, baby. Gonna get to you, girl. (laughs) I had the bed sheets, a sweater with his eyes across the chest, and a Barbie that featured a super long real hair rat tail that really added to the sexy. (laughs) Oh, another addition to Gina's man crush wall of fame. I had a few posters of Joey Lawrence on the back of my bedroom door. Do you remember him? He was the super ditzy co-star from Blossom, famous for saying, whoa. He had the best hair on network television, I swear. And those leather jackets? I mean, what can I say besides, whoa. 
Oh, there was also Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement. I watched that show every Friday night, and I don't think I remember a single storyline because I was so distracted by his adorable smile and tanned skin. I remember thinking it was horrible casting because there's no way one brother could be that much hotter than the other two. Okay, so those were the obvious ones, but I also had a very unexpected childhood crush. I don't think you're ready for this. It was uh, Rod Rod Stewart. Stewart. (laughs) Yep. If you know who that is, it's probably because he was your mom's crush. He was super old. I just checked and he's 38 years older than me. Hello, daddy issues. But I loved his raspy voice and the lyrics of his songs really got me in my feels. Clearly, I wasn't the only one that was drawn in by his spiked hair, smoky rasp, and rocker chic fashion sense. He has eight kids with five different women and three ex-wives, so don't judge me. Then there was Beverly Hills 90210. Don't even get me started. This show came out in 1990 when I was only seven years old, and it went on for 10 seasons, and it had a full cast of 1990s heartthrobs. The show ran all the way till 2000, and I graduated in 2001, so that meant I basically grew up with these guys. Luke Perry played the bad boy Dylan McKay, and Jason Priestley played the blue-eyed babe Brandon Walsh. I feel like most fangirls were divided between liking one or the other. Did you have a preference? Because I was 100% team Brandon. On the show, he was a hockey player who moved to California from Minnesota. He had a twin sister, and while he had a long list of admirers, he never really rushed into a relationship. He struggled a lot with trying to do the right thing. He was always constantly battling peer pressure around alcohol, drugs, gambling, and sex. And it makes sense that I was attracted to him even when I was a kid, because still to this day, I love a guy who needs saving. Give me a good fixer-upper, right? (laughs) My love for Beverly Hills 90210 ran so deep that I still remember a time my mom and dad left my sister and I to watch our little brother while they ran out to buy groceries. He was just a little baby, but these were the days when parents would leave you at home alone and say, If you answer the phone, just say we're in the shower. And when they got home... Oh my gosh, they were shook when they came around the corner to our street and saw Jeremy out crawling on the lawn beside the road all by himself. We were so wrapped up watching Beverly Hills 90210 that we didn't even notice him crawl out the front door. My mom was livid and as a punishment, she took TV away from us for three months. So I guess me and Brandon were on a bit of a break. The real question here was, why the hell were a 9 and 10 year old left alone with a baby? It's a wonder we ever survived. Shout out to the 80s babies who survived despite all the odds. I know my sister and I weren't the only ones whose parents left us to fend for ourselves and said we'd be fine because we had a babysitter certificate and a lock on the door. Fast forward 16 years, okay? I've grown up, I've moved to Vancouver, I've taken all the magazine tear sheets off the walls and replaced the celebrity heartthrob photos with wedding pictures. I've been working as a makeup artist for a few years, minding my own business, when one day I get a call from a talent management company asking me if I would be available in three days because they had a very high profile client who needed hair and makeup. Of course, I was super curious and wanted to know who it was, uh, but I played it cool. I checked my calendar, I let them know that I'd be available in the afternoon and they said perfect you're gonna be meeting Jason Priestley at his hotel room for hair and makeup before his on-camera interview 
<laughs> my vision went blurry. My armpits got sweaty and I pinched myself. Was this for real? There's no way I was about to meet my childhood crush in the flesh. flesh? Oh my God. Speaking of his flesh, I was going to be touching his face. <laughs> Faints. <sighs> I called everyone I knew to tell them the good news. Do you remember Beverly Hills 90210? <laughs> I'm going to be doing makeup for Jason freaking Priestley. Suddenly, 13-year-old Jaina had reappeared. She googled his name, scrolled through endless photos, thought fondly of the Friday nights she'd spent with him over all those years, and was thrilled that he was still looking mostly the same. Sure, he'd aged, but he still had his sad blue eyes, gentle smile, and hair that she couldn't wait to, to run, run her, her fingers, fingers through. Whoa, <sighs> wake up. Wait, is he single? She did a search. Oh my gosh. He married his makeup artist. Of course, that fangirl inside of me lost all sense of logic and reason. Forget the fact that he was already married. I was his type. Thanks again. This was it. 13-year-old Jaina dreamed it all up in my head. Hi, Jason. Do you mind if I put this moisturizer on your face? Of course not. Oh, wow. Your hands are so soft. Run away with me. Whoa, wake up. For the next two days, every possible scenario you can imagine played in my mind. As much as the professional adult Jaina knew that it was just a job, there was still that little girl inside of me screaming, oh my God, can you imagine if you end up marrying Jason Priestley? Then my phone rang. Hey, thanks for clearing your schedule for us, but it turns out our client doesn't need hair and makeup anymore. His wife is going to join him on the trip and uh, she's a makeup artist. Ugh. I hung up the phone. 13-year-old Jaina wanted to put on an Alanis Morissette album and cry herself to sleep. He doesn't even know what he's missing out on. We could have been so good together. (laughs) A few days later, after I decided it was his loss and pulled myself together again, I got another call. This time, it was a wedding videographer that I'd worked with a few times. He had a mainstream video production company outside of doing weddings, and sometimes he'd have commercials that needed hair and makeup, so I was always curious what kind of gigs he'd have up his sleeve. So I picked up the phone. Hello? Hey, what's up, Jaina? I have a project coming up that I think you'd be perfect for. Are you available in two days? It's an all-day shoot. I checked my calendar. It was slow season with weddings, and he was asking about a weekday, so I was free. I said, yeah, I'm good to go. What's the project? He said, oh, it's a collaboration with Walmart. We're going to be shooting on location with uh, what's his name again? Jason Priestley. Do you do you remember him? <gasps> 13-year-old Jaina piped up. It's a sign! I knew we were meant to be! I had to play it cool on the phone, but I lost my shit as soon as I hung up. What were the chances that two separate people were trying to hire me to do his makeup and hair? Maybe 13-year-old Jaina was right. Maybe, Maybe we, we were meant, meant to meet. meet. So the day of the shoot rolled around, and let me tell you, I was ready. I was dressed up in what I thought was a cute outfit at the time, but looking back at the photos, like, let's just say I had purple hair back then. Oh, yeah, it was it was tragic. But at the time, I thought I looked cool, but like I wasn't trying too hard. You know, (laughs) when I met him, it felt like I had butterflies inside of me that were throwing up. It's like there was a glow around him. My spirit couldn't comprehend that the man I'd stared at for years on television was now standing right in front of me, looking me in the eyes. Oh. Meanwhile, I'm sure 13-year-old Jaina was busy having a heyday doodling Jaina Priestley in all kinds of fonts all over her favorite notebook. Aw, Jay Priestley squared. Isn't that cute? Okay, 
back to work. The commercial was to let people know that Johnson and Johnson was starting an initiative to get drinking water to people in countries that didn't have it. So they were saying that you could be buying regular household items that you always buy, and in exchange, they would help someone in need to buy water. So Jason was going to be walking up to people in different departments in the Walmart and stopping them in the middle of buying one of the participating products to let them know that they were doing something good for the planet by buying whatever it was that they already had in their hand. The idea was that they were supposed to be so shocked and surprised to see a celebrity somewhere that they didn't expect it and the camera crew was going to capture the people being excited to see him. But the only problem is this is Canada and Canadians are different. We like to give people privacy. We like to act cool and calm and collected, right? So every time Jason would go up to someone, they would play it cool to the point where he felt he needed to introduce himself. So he started walking up to people and they would be completely straight faced. So he'd say, hi, I'm Jason Priestley. Then he'd tell them all about the water initiative and they'd say, oh, thank you for letting me know. But as soon as the cameras were off and they were all alone, they'd freak out. Oh my God, God, do you know who that was? So all day, we're going around Walmart trying to get these reactions, but it just wasn't happening, at least not on camera anyways. The longer it went on, the more frustrated he got. I mean, he had other plans for the day, and even if he didn't, I don't know any celebrity who would want to stay roaming the aisles of Walmart feeling like nobody knew who he was. In between takes, I'd touch up his makeup and he'd tell me how frustrated he was getting with the whole situation. And I thought, this is my chance. I need to save Jason Priestley. After another failed attempt, he came back to me like I was the coach in the corner of the ring. He said something like, Man, we're never going to get out of here. I said, I think I have a plan. You do? Yes. I think it's wild that you have to keep introducing yourself. What we really need is for someone to say, Oh my God, it's Jason Priestley. He goes, I know, right? I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go tell the producers that I'll act as a surprise shopper. He goes, Are you serious? You do that? Pause. Pause. Now, in TV and filmland, this is a gigantic no-no. When you're on set, everyone has a designated job, and it would be grounds for dismissal if a makeup artist randomly walked up to the director and said, put Put me me in, coach. coach. So, of course, Jason couldn't believe that I was willing to stick my neck out for him. But what he didn't know was that the director was someone I knew really well. In fact, I'd done his wedding in Mexico. (laughs) I know you can't see me, but I'm smarter than I look. So I walked up to my friend Desi, the director, and I said, hey, I think Jason is starting to lose patience. I know you need someone to give you a good reaction. So why don't I just fake it? If you've heard my episode, Faking the O-Face, you know I'm really good at it. (laughs) Desi said, you know what? That would be really helpful because we're about to run out of time here. I said, great. So I walked away super proud of myself and 13-year-old Jaina gave me a spiritual high five. (laughs) Jason was now trying to entertain himself. He was using a shopping cart as a scooter and scooting up and down the aisles. And then he drove it right at me and said, look out, I'm coming for you. And the 13-year-old inside of me screamed, finally. I told him that the production team agreed to our plan and he looked at me like I was his hero. The person overlooking the shot list checked over what product we had left to shoot and called out to the team. We need to go to the battery aisle. And we all packed up our stuff to move to that part of the store. As they set up the cameras, I stood there with a pack of triple A's in my hand and Jason looked over at me with a very cheeky look on his face and said, Hey, Jaina, uh, what are you uh, buying the batteries for, huh? I looked down at my hands and I said, Oh, these? Yeah, <laughs> I thought I needed them, but then Jason Priestley showed up. <laughs> Would you look at God? 
<laughs> and we both started to laugh. Now, Desi yelled, action, and we each had to try to compose ourselves as we filmed the scene with the inside joke that he was interrupting me from shopping for batteries for my vibrator. It was, was a, a dream, dream come, come true. true. After the shoot, we hugged goodbye. 13-year-old Jaina wouldn't have showered for weeks. No, we didn't get married. No running away together. But I can say that I acted in a commercial with my childhood crush. Don't mind the fact that after the edits, you only see me on camera for like two seconds. Blinking, you'd miss me. But hey, it still counts. And while I was paid for the gig, having Jason Priestley tweet, Thanks, Jaina. Best fangirl moment of the day. That was the real reward. Can someone tell 13-year-old Jaina to put down the secret decoder pen? There's no hidden marriage proposal in that tweet. <laughs> I realize there's a chance you have no idea who Jason Priestley is. Celebrity is relative. I remember back when I was a waitress at a Thai restaurant, all the other servers were freaking out because apparently I had the Thai equivalent of Britney Spears at one of my tables. The kitchen staff were all coming out to see her, the bartender was losing her shit, and the other servers were all saying they wished that they had my section, but I had no clue who they were talking about or even which one of my tables she was at. I'm pretty oblivious when it comes to celebrities to begin with, but of course, I was way out of my lane this one time that I was unknowingly working with another huge heartthrob, someone who's been described as one of the biggest film stars in the world. A few years back, I was doing hair and makeup for TED Talks. It was so much fun being backstage, getting to meet all kinds of celebrities, politicians, scientists, and thought leaders. Of course, it's a huge event with all kinds of celebrities, film directors, and other wealthy, successful people in attendance. I think they paid something like $10,000 for a ticket to be there, but not only did I get to hear all the talks for free, I was paid to hear them, and I got to meet each of the speakers. Anyways, of course, I was posting on social media that I was there, and on one of the days, my Snapchat suddenly blew up. I was getting inundated with literally hundreds of DMs. A whole bunch of my South Asian followers were hitting me up saying things like, oh my God, oh my God, you're so lucky. And I had no clue what they were talking about. Then someone said, whoa, King Khan. He was my first crush. King Khan? I still had no idea who or what they were referring to. So I popped out of the backstage area to grab a snack and saw a mob of people outside of the convention center where the show was happening. This was my fourth year in a row of working in TED, and despite all the celebrities, I'd never ever seen people lined up with the hopes of catching a glimpse of someone before. I checked my Snapchat again. Shah Rukh Khan is giving a talk at TED. You're You're going to meet meet Shah Rukh Khan again. No idea what they were talking about, but it was clear that this guy was popping. Once I got backstage again, all of the crew had a new energy. You could see that there was like a hustle and a fear in everyone's eyes. Then someone came out from the waiting area with a group of people around him. I saw him complain that he was hot and an overly eager girl who might have been his assistant blew all over his face and he immediately looked really annoyed. This had to be him. He took his time walking to the side of the stage, almost like a proud deer. Once he stood there, it was time for his final touches and that's where I stepped in. So I blotted him in three places with powder. Yup, I touched Shah Rukh Khan, guys. But that's all that happened. He smiled, nodded his head, and went on stage to give what I thought was the most unprepared, uninteresting talk of the conference, but the audience ate it up. Wouldn't it be great to be a celebrity? When I tell you I probably spent 10 times longer writing this podcast episode than he spent writing his TED speech, I'm not lying. Once I got home, I looked him up and saw that he's very clearly a major celebrity. He's been in over 90 Bollywood movies, won countless awards, and is ranked as fourth on the list of eighth richest celebrities in the world. And I had no idea who he was. For the record, I didn't think he was attractive either, but don't come at me for it. We all have our own favorite flavor. (laughs) Whether your celebrity crush was Shah Rukh Khan, Justin Bieber, Jennifer Aniston, Britney Spears, or Rod Stewart. No, still just me. 
Okay, never mind then. It's fun looking back, having a laugh at what we liked and what we saw as attractive at some point. Acid wash jeans, frosted tips, overalls, we've seen it all. Hopefully you enjoyed looking back with me and having a laugh at my ridiculousness. If you'd like to see a picture of the world's dorkiest purple-haired fangirl, check out our Instagram at Big Lash Podcast and my goofy smile will be there waiting for you in all its glory. <laughs> Who knows, maybe my love story with Jason Priestley is still being written. You know what they say, it's not over till the juicy lady sings. That's all the time we have for this week. Make sure you give a listen next week as we start a new trilogy that I know is gonna make your jaw drop. If you know someone who could use a little BLE in their life, could you pretty please share this show with them? I hear every time you do, a vibrator gets named after a celebrity. All right, Big Jason, let's do this. Thanks again for pressing play. Now, go be your most fabulous self and don't forget to spread that badass Big Lash energy everywhere you go. Thanks so much. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.